Hello and welcome to our very first episode of the Bombay Service Society podcast. Here we talk about different social issues and with NGOs that help eradicate them. Today's episode, our guest is Miss Priyanka Mathur from the NGO Vidya. A very good evening to you, ma'am. Thank you so much. So, ma'am, could you just start us off with an introduction about yourself? Absolutely, absolutely. Before I start all that, I think I should thank you, you and your team for inviting me today. Um. I have uh, my journey actually started from um, Allahabad, a small town in UP, and I have been born and brought up there. From there, I con- started with my education, did my graduation as well, and then moved on to Delhi uh, for my post grad, and then uh, from there, of course, uh, as every girl has its own dream to, you know, start with a corporate life and. you know succeed in life professionally i started working uh, as an hr professional in one of the insurance firms and from there of course uh, it so happened that uh, post my marriage uh, i was uh, putting up in united states for two years almost and then of course to many other countries as well of course that stint had been um, uh, from hr profession getting into various other sectors as well but yes uh, completely a corporate life that i was uh, leading at that point of time uh, almost in 2010 when we thought of coming back to india that was the time when i wanted to switch my career uh, because uh, i was also expecting my first child so i wanted to switch my career from corporate life to you know a more easy going and so on and from the very beginning you know even when uh, during my school days or college days i used to be very much inclined towards the social sector and the social work so i used to always be attached to some ngo as a volunteer or even if i used to um, i was a part of one of uh, the enjoys that my uh, college used to lead which was abilasha so i used to do a lot of these volunteering activities throughout my education sector even uh, during my professional life so moving on from there and that you know that feeling within me uh, of course um, i thought of joining an ngo and uh, you know work at a grassroots level and uh, you know bring in a lot of change and impact the communities at large so that has been my stint so far of course uh, now it has definitely taken a bigger turn because you know uh, from actually doing these small impacts at a grassroots level now i'm really looking at uh, you know a bigger picture because not just one center or one community that i look at i look at uh, cities like delhi gurgaon and bombay pune and you know uh, at a much bigger scale yeah yeah so you had said that you were part of the hr department of an insurance company but we have right. also seen that you have been part of the education industry for a very long time working for education based companies so what like yeah. what got you into that change you know from insurance companies to education based companies so actually see my my expertise was definitely hr and international business 
And as I said, that as I moved on from India to United States and then to Dubai, of course, uh, in Dubai, I started um, a firm known as Intelligent Partners. And that was in partnership with one of my friends. And there, um, considering that, you know, there are a lot of expats around us and uh, the education sector was definitely one of the key aspects for UAE at that point of time. So that's how the shift happened because we wanted to start our own firm. And he said, why don't you partner with me? And, you know, from HR standpoint, it will be helpful in kind of uh, scaling it up to Abu Dhabi as well. So that's how from, from an HR perspective, I actually shifted to an education sector. And uh, I started interacting and started doing a lot of PR there. And, you know, then getting into how the schools function in uh, UAE across board. And that's how that whole shift happened from uh, a professional HR person to an education sector. That's great. Uh, so I think let's move on to more of your social service journey. Was there like an incident or like a moment of realization when you thought like, you know, uh, this corporate life is not really working for me. I want to do social service. Like I want to work on social service day in, day in and day out. You know? Yeah. So as I had mentioned that, you know, like from beginning from my school days to college, I was always inclined towards social work. But yes, there have been I would not say one incident, but there have been a couple of incidents during this journey, even in my professional life as well. Um, I used to uh, do a lot of fundraising, like, you know, like generally the, this how, you know, school kids do, you know, they raise funds and, you know, then that goes for a cause and so on. So, uh, so I had this little um, girl coming to my house uh, and she was my maid's daughter. And she used to always look up to me in terms of, you know, uh, so Didi, what are you doing today? What are you studying today? And so on. And this little girl lost her father at a very young age. And then, of course, my mother started funding her education also. So that was one point when I realized that, you know, it's there's so much that can be done. And uh, today that girl is married and has got small kids and she's very happy and she's very entrepreneurial. She's, she started uh, her, you know, a very small business from home. So that actually, that journey that this girl uh, led, that actually kind of encouraged me to do a lot more in the social space. That's great, actually. Uh, even I have tried to be a part of the social service sector for a very long time. I feel like a very important thing when you start a journey is having a mentor or somebody who can guide you. For me, it was my father, but for who was it for you? Like who helped you, you know, to get in touch with NGOs and like start these fundraisers, etc. cetera. So, um, so from, uh, I would say, um, not like one person, as I had mentioned, um, I had done a couple of these fundraising events during my school tenure as well. And my first fundraising was for HelpAge India. Uh, that's how I actually started. And uh, uh, there was one old home in, in my city, uh, which was actually funded by the Gandhi family. And uh, I used to often go there uh, to do, you know, um, just, uh, in small occasions, like, you know, our birthdays and so on with my mother. So I would say my mother, to be honest, because she has been 
been a part of these activities a lot and she used to take me along with her so that used to really encourage me that you know that's it's not just us like you know we do crib in our own spaces that you know we don't have that we don't have this but that actually taught me a lot that you know uh, there's lots to be done yes ma'am um, the family is your biggest supporter for everybody yeah. uh, so uh, as we discussed you were working in the education industry how do you feel about what we have to do for a gas project that gas is something which is mandatory in the ibdp for 11th and 12th how do you feel that we are being we are in a way being forced into the social service but trying also to help us in to help others i would say it is extremely essential um to learn how one can contribute to the society um and that too from a very young age it's a, it's a very important aspect of your life so so social service does not really or necessarily mean just doing a lot of volunteering work for a cause that you see around you you know like generally what people are talking about it requires finding a cause that you care about and would like to contribute towards it and to do to be a part in actually eradicating it from the grassroots level uh, i would i would feel that you know you could be concerned about a lot of um issues like women safety or women empowerment in which you generally hear you know uh, child education or poverty elevation things like that or environment but to have that feeling within yourself to do something to change what bothers you extremely is what you should stand for and if you can participate from a young age you can grow up to build systems which target such causes and communities and every drop like you know every drop in the ocean counts at the end of the day so i think it's important to be a part of the social sector and you know contribute and stand up to a cause that you that you really believe in not in general that you know what's happening around you and that not only reflects uh, from a system perspective or you know that's a syllabus or that's a part of the curriculum but it's just you stand up and you voice out that's uh, that feeling is very- so was there any particular reason you wanted to work with us on this gas project yes because i feel that in today's world and in today's generation uh, these youngsters have a lot of potential and actually to be honest they are the real they are the leaders of tomorrow so if they voice out and if they stand for a cause that will actually transform uh, the whole world and that's what we need to do yeah and yeah yeah thank so coming on to the ngo that you work for vidya now yeah. from what we have learned it's one of the most reputed ngo all over the world uh, right. vidya is over 37 years old and has served over 4 million people that is a huge achievement in itself and congratulations to you on that could you talk us through what vidya aims to achieve and how they're achieving it so that our audience can understand better your initiative and your organization right so i will quickly walk you through of course we have come a long way we started in 1985 and from there with small steps from you know doing community development work to having almost 
79 projects now across India. Uh, it's definitely been a journey. Uh, yes, we started from community development work, did a lot of work in government schools and private schools of the community, leading to having our own full-fledged school in Gurgaon, uh, where we have 1,000 kids. Uh, it, of course, moving forward from there, I would say the, the next target for us is, of course, to expand more. And our target is to kind of capture almost 20 lakh beneficiaries in the next 10 years. Along with this, of course, expansion is the key area for us and also diversity. So extending our existing program, our, ex uh, our existing expertise to various other sectors, for example, you know, extending our reach to the rural sector or to transgenders and so on will be our focus area in the, in the upcoming years. Uh, along with this, of course, one of uh, the biggest projects that we want to float out for in next two years would be having a full-fledged school in Vidya Bombay as well. So, and that would be on an integrated model, which I, what I would like to, you know, just share a few, uh, you know, few lights there. Integrated model would be more like, you know, having a full-fledged school in the morning and then, you know, um, implementing our community development work in the afternoon. So that's uh, going to be our target for next two years now. Oh, thank you. Uh, so yeah. uh, could you tell me about the type of school education system? Is it a normal CBSE or state board or do you have a different education system? So see, when I say community development work, we uh, generally, these are the kids which are coming from various other government schools, right? Yeah. And they come to our centers more from remedial standpoint, or they are the dropouts of uh, from 10th and 12th, and they come to us and we kind of help them for a year and then ask them to reappear through National Open School. Uh, keeping in mind our partnership with the government schools, uh, the ones which are in Delhi are all on the, um, state boards uh, versus the ones that we have in Bombay, again, state boards. But considering our Gurgaon school, which is our own school, that is an English medium school, uh, CBSC affiliated for underprivileged children. So that is one school which is, which is linked up with CBSC. Rest of the schools that we partner with or we function out of are all from state boards. Yeah. So could you tell us about how your experience has been working with Vidya and understanding the problems of these underprivileged children or as you said, some children who have dropped out of schools. Right. Yeah. So see, it's, it's been very fulfilling. My journey at Vidya has been almost, I, have been, I started actually as a volunteer at Vidya because this NGO used to be very close to my house. And uh, of course, my, um, my journey with not just Vidya, but it, it actually, uh, I have seen it how it started and how it has grown since childhood because um, we have been very close family friends as well. But um, considering that uh, since the time I joined as a volunteer and then uh, getting into as a full-time employee, it has been very fulfilling because uh, you know I used to be on ground with children, with women and with the youth 
uh, beneficiaries and you know i've actually interacted with them like on a one on one basis so uh, it, it it's it's been lovely so i would say um, i would i enjoyed my uh, and i still continue enjoying my work at within that's great to hear uh you had shared a little anecdote about your how your i think mate's daughter uh right. how you helped her out and now she has started a small business i've also seen in the on the vidya website that your a lot of students have written feedback on vidya and how it has changed their lives could you share a few with us like some anecdotes or some instances sure. where sure. education has made a big impact on their lives absolutely so as you are aware that vidya's core area has been education since the very beginning yes there have been lot of success stories but uh, like you know a lot of our children have got through a uh, few of them have got through je mains as well but i would i would like to uh, talk about one in particular there were actually two girls in our gurgaon school and i've worked very closely with them um both of these girls their uh, fathers were uh, not doing anything they were just you know drinking and just staying at home mother used to work um, day in and day out and you know uh, was trying to make end meet for these children and these girls uh, uh, their actually their grandmother never used to believe in uh, education especially for girls so we actually came in picture and we tried um, you know counseling them and things like that and this girl became uh, she did excellently well in her board exams and she got through lsr um, english honors and she is doing brilliantly well right now and she also writes a lot of um, i would say blogs and things like that and even even the principal of that college you know kind of wrote back to us saying that she's a brilliant child so i have seen that journey of her you know transformation and how she actually once she scored very well in her 12th she actually got very good marks almost 85 90% and how she kind of went back to her family saying that you know um you used to always stop me from getting educated and today i'm i've done well and i'm moving on to one of the best colleges of delhi Uh, in english honors that too uh, that that actually has not just uh, transformed her family but also the community where she was living and suddenly you know had opened up the mindset of the people there and she's doing lot of work even within the communities so along with her transformation she has actually done a big time transformation within her community as well in gurgaon uh for our audience could you explain why education is one of the most valuable things you can give to someone instead of giving them money or you know resources i would say um education is the key uh and that not only changes uh your thought process and the mindset uh but it also gives you a chance to explore yourself in a better way because that opens up lot of avenues for you and that's why uh, money is not the solution you know maybe like today if i want to donate a certain sum of money to a poor that might help that child to be fed for a day or two but education will kind of last forever 
So if you can educate a child, you are actually helping that child from a long-term perspective because they can get better jobs, they can earn their livelihood, they can actually transform not just their life, but their family and along with that, the community. So the idea is not just handing over money, but actually helping that child to transform from a long-term perspective. I think that's a very great answer. Even I feel education is the most important uh, thing which you can give to someone. Right. Uh, moving on, let's talk about how Vidya is partnering up with other people to help these uh, beneficiaries. So for example, Vidya has partnered up with 78 other initiatives slash projects. It has been mentioned on the website. Could you please like, explain a few of them or how they are, how you're helping these initiatives? Right. So as I had mentioned that uh, we run 78 projects, uh, just wanted to clarify here. We yeah. are running 78 projects across India. Uh, when I say partnerships, they are more like knowledge partners or employment employability partners to us. Uh, these 78 projects have been divided between uh, school initiatives, community development work like Beyond School, NIOS, school partnership initiatives, digital empowerment program for children, youth, and women. Uh, we have a Bhavishyan program, which is running across wherein we do spoken English, life skill, and digital literacy for underprivileged children post-school hours. Then we have our Margam, which is the women's skill program, wherein we are doing stitching and tailoring and beautician program as along with AHAR. Now, these are the various verticals which are running across uh, uh, Vidya, across cities under the Vidya umbrella. When we talk about partnerships, we have partnerships like LACME Academy, who's helping us train these women under uh, cosmetology. We have um, Singer as our knowledge partner, who's training these women to do stitching and tailoring. Then we have NIIT Foundation, which helps us impart digital literacy across three segments that we touch, which is children, youth, and women. So we have knowledge partners. Then we have like Reliance Foundation we have as a partner, but they are more like employability partners to us. So once our youth are done with their education bit or vocational training with us, then the avenues for uh, job gets opened up with Reliance Foundation. That's how we partner and that's how we extend our reach and our impact numbers also. Uh, there you have a lot of partners as I can see on your website but one of the most which struck me was you y'all have partnered up with IIT Bombay could you share of uh, share your relationship with them and how a college or an institute can be helped to an NGO sure so uh, I would say not just IIT Bombay uh, we have partnered with IIT Delhi as well uh, my founder uh, Mrs. Rashmi Mishra uh, is the wife of Mr. Ashok Mishra, who's been on the board of IIT and has been a professor back in 1985 in IIT Delhi. So uh, our, our journey and our partnership, our relationship with IIT has been very strong. So we started in a very small way from within the IIT Delhi campus. And then uh, they are actually helping us not just uh, in giving out spaces or support from knowledge standpoint, but also, uh, you know, advising us 
uh, as to how to extend our reach and in, in various ways. So for example, we have a lot of our uh, IIT Bombay members who are part of our advisory board as well. So they support us in giving us advice in, in terms of knowledge, in terms of um, you know, giving us our children an experience. So if there is an event happening within IIT Bombay, uh, our children get an opportunity to be a part of that. So it's a very strong bond that we have with them. So let's talk about grassroots level. You had mentioned Vidya also operates at a grassroots level. So how do we uh, teenagers who are not part of corporate groups can help Vidya or can be a part of Vidya and work for you all or start a project with you? So um, I would say, see, uh, there are ways of uh, supporting us. But one of the key aspects would be uh, doing a lot of volunteering work or internships with us. And we have various areas where we need support. Uh, one of the key uh, programs that we have recently initiated is the Mitra program, uh, which actually is a mentor-mentee program. And this is uh, why we have kind of rolled out this program is because considering that there have been a lot of uh, ups and downs due to COVID and even pre-COVID as well, uh, there have always been ups and downs in the lives of these community members. So actually to bridge that gap between an NGO and the mentee, uh, if we have a dedicated person who can be, be a friend to them and where they can open up, I think, that's the best way to bridge the gap and make sure that you know we are able to fulfill their needs. And if they are facing any challenges, we can do some counseling session for them. So th this is one of the very key uh, programs for us right now. But yes, volunteering uh, is the best way to uh, be a part of our family. So my question was, is there any way uh, Vidya encourages teenagers like us to get into social service, such as like making like a particular program based on teenagers who can help uh, your students, etc. Yeah, so, you know, uh, as I mentioned, volunteering is the best way and uh, the myth program that we have rolled out. But yes, we do have few uh, key areas where we need support, where you can directly be in touch and, you know, uh, work with our children. You can do a lot of like storytelling sessions. Uh, you can also uh, do some math quits with them. So there are ways of interacting with our children. You can do that. And I would suggest it will be nice if something like that can come up from uh, your team as well. Uh, I feel like this has been a great conversation and we have gotten a good insight into Vidya and your life. So to finish off, could you give us like some strategies or some advice uh, to our audience to help make a difference in society? Like how should we start our social service journey? I would say there is no specific time or a specific moment. I think it's the feeling within you, the day you feel that yes, you want to bring a change in this, in this whole community, in, in this world, I think you should just start, uh, you know, involving yourself with, you know, focusing with the areas that you believe in with an NGO and support the beneficiaries there.
So that's all the questions for you, ma'am. Thank you for being so patient with us. We are deeply thankful for your time on us with the podcast. We hope to make a difference in society with you shortly. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, that's all from us today. Make sure to check out our Instagram page at the rate the Bombay Service Society for our next episode with Akash Gupta from Seva Sayog. That's it for now. Catch you all next time. See you.